0: Are you ready? I said, are you ready for Let's Talk World Hockey? And now, here are our hosts, Beth and Zach.
2: What's going on, Hockey World? It's your girl, Beth, from Let's Talk World Hockey, brought to you by In the Clutch Apparel and Level Up Snacks, joined, as always, by my dude, Zach. Dang it! (laughs) I had such a streak going, pointing in the right direction, and I tried. I failed. How are you doing today? Uh, Doing
3: good. It's a much-needed relaxation day, because I've worked 54 hours in the last week, and I've had, I think, since last Saturday. Mm -hmm. And until yesterday, I had one day off. Yeah, I've eee. had I've, I've had one day off since last Saturday, and that was a Saturday through Wednesday, Thursday off, and then work Friday, Saturday. So yeah, luckily this week's a little bit better. It's only forty two hours, but at least it's like two. It's like today, and tomorrow mm-hmm. off, and then I work three in a row, but then I have Friday, Saturday off, and then work Sunday. Okay. So it's a little bit not more awful. blocked off. Yeah, it's not as not awful. awful. Uh, other than that, uh, it's been I've been in this weird gray area now of like i want to talk hockey but at the same time i'm like i'm not gonna tweet stuff that i'm kind of like eh, about so i'm trying to trying to trying to keep it to where it's like mainly for podcasting stuff and then like Mm -hmm. if there is something that pops up i'll i'll like yeah bring up my thoughts on it but i'm not gonna like oh what am i gonna formulate into a tweet and put it out there it's like i'm 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 I'm, I'm better when it's actual in-season stuff rather than off like unless it's like trades or free agency yeah
2: speculation is hard i'm not gonna lie like, yes
3: yeah, speculation tweets i'm not good at i'm more of like okay we know what's gonna happen or like this is what i'm hoping it's gonna happen but it's not like it. pulling out of thin air and it's like hey let's see if this works it's just it's, it's not something Throw i it do to the
2: wall see if it sticks i no nah, i don't yeah about
3: i'm i'm about I'm not here for that i'm not here for that <laughs> I, I, I will have other people to do that i'm more of like sort of like this is what generally is kind of the consensus is I want to speak about it stuff like that but I'm um, like
2: facts and information kind of person like
3: same that's how it is
2: information
3: yeah like okay here's like maybe four or five guys at the hurricanes are maybe centered around we'll talk about that I'm like oh I like that guy
2: yeah pick that guy because I like him that one yeah
3: right yeah but (laughs) no other than that you know just I've been mixing a little bit of the baseball stuff now because you know I'm Mm -hmm. a big baseball person as well so it's more of like trying to help me get through the not just sitting around and not really being active. So it's I kind of that. like I'm, I'm falling on like my second, cause I used to have a podcast about baseball too. So mm-hmm. it's like getting back into that a little bit, just trying to, you know, yeah. bridge a little bit of like in between my team season's ending to train camp of next year, you know, without oh, the, all the extra stuff. So, but how are you doing though?
2: I'm tired. I've been running nonstop for the last week. It's been a week. I finally got to sit down and relax. Went and saw Top Gun yesterday. Oh, was how phenomenal. was it? Oh, okay. So good. Watched the new Fantastic Beast movie yesterday uh, when I went to bed, and then finished watching it today because I fell asleep. Not because it was boring, <laughs> but because I was exhausted. Oh
3: no, I, I get that. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard Maverick supposed to be really good. I know a lot of people it's are tough. like, like a lot of people are getting like just mustaches now because of um. Oh, Miles Ma- Teller. Yeah, Miles Teller's character. Of course, it had to be. It was,
2: yeah, it was beautiful.
3: Yeah, like it's not a spoiler. Everyone knows who his, who his dad is in the movie. Yeah, it's yeah. Goose. Yeah, so it's like, it's I like I have was like like I can't believe he's trying to blame you know Maverick of what happened. Yeah. It's well,
2: not you know, his
3: Yeah, it is what drama. It is. <laughs> drama. But. He was
2: a, he was a baby when it happened, so he yeah, doesn't but, understand. But trust yeah, but, me, see the movie; it's worth it. There were many oh, times for sure. I forgot to breathe. Um. um so
3: but, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I saw Bob's Burgers last week. It's if you if you watch the show. So I I did, I did though. uh, I did watch. Good if you're a fan. Oh, yeah. If you're a fan of the show, you're gonna love the movie. They they do a lot of tie-ins from the show into the movie, and it's kind of like you get an origin story of one of the characters of like Okay. So it's really good. But I also did I finally sat down and watched all of Shoresy until like two in the morning. About time,
2: sir. About time. Hey, okay. I've been busy. Covering hockey for a yeah, podcast man, for the last blah like, blah 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 blah. Covering hockey is that something that we do here? I think so, but uh, yeah, really, but, yeah, but I'm really no, just, excited. Yeah, short
3: shorts, he was really chef's uh, kiss amazing. I'm right, re- sure. I'm ready for season two already. Like, okay, please be more than six episodes it's because not that be.
2: was... there are always six episodes, it's not going to be so. I'm really excited because there's a person <laughs> sitting down here, you can't see him, I can see him. And I'm ready to bring him on. Are you ready? I
3: am I am really excited for it, guess because I really like the like the the magazine he works for. I have is a I have a yearly subscription. Phenomenal stuff. Like every every one that comes out that I get delivered in my house, it's an absolute banger every single time. Same. It's like
2: I grew up reading know, this publication. Oh so. same, like,
3: so you're like before I even got the subscription, the, the one thing I the one I got every year was the preview episode for the or you know the the mag the, you know the, the actual one. for the
2: draft yeah
3: well not yeah. draft preview regular oh. season, season previews uh, the season okay. Pre- okay the season yearbooks are always my favorites and i those were yeah. automatics every single year now mm-hmm. i got the subscription so i'm really excited for that but yeah no the yearbooks were always so great like every oh, year you sure. had to get it it's like for, the it's the thing to get in my opinion for
2: sure so yeah. let's bring him on so he can wait no longer we <laughs> Without further ado, we welcome Ian Kennedy, writer for The Hockey News. How are you doing, Ian?
4: I'm good. Thanks for having me on.
2: No, absolutely. Thanks for reaching out. Like, I had a fangirl moment when your name popped up in my my Twitter messages. I was like, I called my dad. I was like, dad, dad. And he was like, wait, from The Hockey News, the magazine I've been reading since I was a child and you've been reading since, like, forever? I was like, yeah, that one.
1: I'm that, the same that, way. I the it
4: in like the newspaper version, so I've uh, mm-hmm. I've been reading it forever as well.
2: Yeah, no, he has a. My dad has a fantastic like hockey museum in the basement of his house, and there oh, are it's so
3: great, plenty just...
2: of old hockey news magazines and newspapers down there, and it's fun to still flip through them sometimes. I mean,
3: it it could it make the Hall of Fame kind of like nervous <laughs> of how of how, how nice this thing is.
2: I mean, it's nice, but it's not Hall of Fame. Work. It's not Hall it, of Fame. It, right. it's,
3: it's close. It's it's it's, it's We love close. my dad,
2: but it's. I mean, it's pretty close it's, though. It's essentially like a Blackhawks museum for ninety percent of it, and then his second team is the Habs, and he actually has a chair from the Montreal Forum, um, nice. and then just all sorts of vintage hockey stuff everywhere. I'll I'll send you pictures later. Pads, it's, pads, it's beautiful sticks, it is,
4: hockey cards, like
3: yeah,
2: yeah. I've got but, it
4: all. It's, mine's. Uh, you know, I'm in a blank room right now, so there's, I've, got, I've got canvas, but uh, I just haven't done it yet, so.
2: Yeah, I mean, you can see behind me, like, it's it's starting, and he was like, well, you know, what do you eventually want? Like, you know, one day I'm going to die. out." It's like, all of it?
1: <laughs> because, yeah.
2: And he was like, you have a stepbrother. I was like, and? I still want all of it?
3: <laughs> Sucks the suck, homeboy. It's not my problem. <laughs>
2: well, well, what do you want? I was like, okay, so at least the Blackhawks wall. Where are you going to put it? I'll find a place.
4: You, you have a, you're, you
3: have fine a house. This I have, I have a whole house.
2: It's fine. It's
4: fine. Yeah. I'm so, Wings, so I wouldn't want any of it. I'd, I'd ask him to throw it out just based on my Red Wings love. So I can't. Uh, I can't well, everybody, this
2: has been our conversation with Ian Kennedy. Bye,
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, he does have some Red Wing stuff. He's got a lot of original six stuff. I mean, we have our family has a lot of love for the original six teams. So there is plenty in there. Not a lot of red wings. I mean, some splatterings of things, but you know, it, it is what it is. Lines are drawn. <laughs> so I know, uh, we had talked, you're, uh, covering the women's U18 worlds. That's coming up. Starts, well, today for everyone who's listening, yep. but tomorrow for us.
4: <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's really amazing to see that event come back after having it uh, off for a while. And, uh, You know, the men have uh, continued to get the opportunity to play uh, throughout the pandemic. And that, you know, speaks to some of the bigger issues in the world of hockey and and, uh, where we place our value in the game. But uh, to see this next group come back when we, you know, I think for a lot of people, it's going to be a ton of unknowns uh, Mm -hmm. coming into this tournament. And we're going to learn who that next star is going to be uh pretty soon
2: yeah i i know i i've talked to zach about it before i actually didn't watch any of the men's tournament when they continued to play after the women's tournament was canceled because to me that was just it was an injustice i mean those those girls and women deserve to play just as much as the boys and men did and the fact that they were like well you guys can still play but sorry ladies we're not even going to try to find a place to to hold this event See you next yeah, absolutely. year.
4: Just, yeah, completely. I think everybody responded the same way. I'm not sure what Hockey Canada, USA Hockey, the IHF. I have no idea what they were thinking and how they even got to remotely believe that that was an appropriate action at that time. But we're back, so <laughs> we're uh, back. Hopefully, that never <laughs> repeats itself. And uh, that's you know, I, I guess that's the only thing we can hope for is that something was learned from that and. Uh, uh, should there be another global pandemic, uh, then I hope we're that not we. Not ready. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, know. I hope that never happens again. So here we are, In though. It's uh, we're kicking off some new uh, the hockey's next wave of women's stars.
2: I love it. Look, the next, the only thing at this point that I want from the IIHF is I want them to recognize that if they're going to call it the Women's World Tournament, that they also need to call it the Men's World Tournament, because you can't yeah, I'm, call I'm a- it Worlds and then Women's Worlds like
4: yeah, places like a, places a secondary tier to women's hockey and that's something that i i write about constantly is the, mm-hmm. the use of language and all of this and that uh you know if we are saying women's world championship we have to say men's world championship because otherwise if men's is is just the world championship that places women's sport as a secondary and yeah. of course that's just you know it's sexist it's misogynist it is all of those things combined and uh Uh, I don't think that any women's hockey player that's worked her entire life to get there um, should ever have to feel like there's a, even a remote secondary existence Mm. to that tournament. So uh, we are back to the, what I will call the world championships. And then the other side can put the men's on it for themselves. You
2: know know (laughs) what? I am, I'm fully on board for this. It's the men's world championships and the world championships. Like
4: after, after a
2: hiatus, the world championships are back. Everybody.
4: Yeah. uh, I think it's good. You know, there's of course there's eight teams. I think uh, we're going to see some excitement from Canada and the USA again. Uh, Mm -hmm. But uh, one of the things that I'm really watching is that I, because Europe had shorter gaps in in pandemic breaks. I, I'm wondering if perhaps you know Sweden and Finland might have uh, made some gains, perhaps mm-hmm. over the over the, the last two years. While some of our top women's hockey players really didn't have gameplay; it was just off ice training and maybe some skills work. But uh, uh, you know, Canada in particular, I think, had the largest and longest breaks from play so mm-hmm. I don't know if that will hurt our team uh you know me being Canadian so I'll say our but um yeah <laughs> I, I don't know it, it uh I know that you know the USA has won it uh, like five of the last six years
1: mm-hmm. so
4: uh to to discount anything that they're going to bring to the table is uh, obviously would be pretty naive of me but
2: uh yeah <laughs> I mean <laughs> I, I I checked the site earlier today and the u.s did beat canada in their preliminary matchup three to one so i mean that it's looking good for our girls you know i mean i know it's preliminary it's not you know the official tournament but yeah the usa's got some great i mean
4: first and foremost the u.s has two players returning uh Mm -hmm. kirsten sims and danielle bergen which are you know uh, considering the last one was in 2020, that's pretty impressive that they're both still here. They were obviously young stars at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got three members from the 19U national champion Little Caesars team that will be on their roster. Uh, one of those being Sims, who was the star of that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and another name I'm I'm looking forward to seeing there is uh, Tessa Janicki, uh, scored 120 points in 78 games uh, for the North American Hockey Academy. Um, so, you know, if if those stats uh, transfer over whatsoever for her, um, you know, they, I think that they're going to, of course, like always have quite a bit of firepower and mm-hmm. um, but you never know. Right. That one game yeah. championship, uh, Canada and USA have done it so many times. So
2: it's and I mean, it's the same in uh, for, for pretty much all women's hockey, Canada, USA matchups. It's you know, it can go from one game to the next and. That, that one game is just a difference maker. I, I did see um, earlier today, uh, the PHF retweeted that Team USA is actually being led by an all-female coaching staff as well. So that is really, really cool to see all women's coaches behind the bench with that team. I, I know that's, that, that's not the norm. I mean, generally, there's, there's male coaches, male staff behind the bench. So it's nice to see a full complement of, of women's staff behind the bench, too.
4: Yeah, that's, that's a huge step because obviously, you know, there are so many talented uh, coaches out there Mm -hmm. that uh, that's one of the things that I've written about uh, a couple of times for the hockey news recently. I did a list of uh, 20 women that could become the next NHL general manager and 20 women. I read that
1: list. I love that list. (laughs) So yeah,
4: you know, that's just to put the names out there, I think is important and Mm -hmm. uh, to showcase you know, first and foremost, I think one of the, the exciting things when you look at women in coaching is that almost everyone comes out of university with a degree, and you know they typically have have that NCAA background where they've got some kind of sport management or or psychology degrees or you know whatever it might be that that probably is very beneficial to uh, being a coach, and mm-hmm. and then you know <laughs> that just. The national champions and the you know the gold medalists and there are so many skilled and experienced women in the game of hockey that it doesn't make a lot of sense to you know only give that role to men. So to see the USA do that is an exceptional step.
2: Well, especially I mean, Sydney Brought is on the coaching staff. Like Minnesota Whitecaps, Sydney Brought is is their coaching the U18 team, which is just, I mean, that just gives another kind of, you know, step into what the PHF is doing for the sport of women's hockey. Cause I mean, not only are they breeding fantastic athletes who love the game and I mean, up until recently kind of played the game for pennies because they love the game. Um, Now they're bringing up coaches onto the world stage. So it's, it's definitely something beautiful to see.
4: Yeah. I know that uh, even in Canada's side, some of those the women that are there like Vicky Sunahara someone that I know personally um you know two time olympic gold medalist uh seven time world champion for Canada probably one of the greatest women's hockey players to ever skate um mm-hmm. and she's there as an assistant so um having you know those types of role models whether it's uh, someone that's recently been playing like you mentioned in the PHF or someone that uh, was in the game a decade ago. It doesn't really matter. It's just wonderful to see those, uh, that representation there.
2: No, for sure. And I mean, especially I mean, if you're a, a Canadian girl, young woman playing hockey to, to have someone like that on your coaching staff that I am sure they've all looked up to, they've probably watched her highlights on YouTube hundreds of times. Um, I mean, to, to now play for her, I can't imagine what kind of, honor that is for them and to learn the game from her as well I mean she's obviously played at a very highly skilled level too
4: yeah yeah and then you know there are Canada I think is going to be a really balanced team I I don't know if uh, uh, especially up front I'm not sure if there's going to be one person per se that's going to really step outside and and be that uh, superstar like we're seeing you know, once in a while, once in a generation still, but to, it's really deep, uh, you know, I'll throw some names at you, I guess, to, to preview that team as well. There's uh, Alex Law and Carol Prefontaine, uh, who I think should be two of the leaders for Canada's forward groups.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. There's
4: also someone from London, Ontario, uh, a woman named Madison Chandler, uh, mm-hmm. who's the top scorer from the Ontario U22 Elite League. But I really think that the best two players probably... Uh, for Team Canada are actually going to be on the blue line. Uh, Sarah Swiderski and uh, Brooke Disher, who okay. uh, Disher is going to be the captain for Canada. But uh, yeah, those two, I think, are probably going to be, uh, you know, against this, what we know will be a talented USA team. Mm-hmm. Uh, make or break on the blue line, I think, for them. So
2: <laughs> Now, when you've got a team with somebody who scored 120 goals in 78 games, I mean having some some good talent on the blue line is definitely something that you're gonna need to to kind of hopefully quench that fire a little bit
4: absolutely yeah it's uh the rivalry though is just so amazing you know that's uh I think we've all watched it over the last several years so I- I'm really hoping though like I said to see that uh, if Sweden or Finland can take a step in I know that Sweden's a uh, team is pretty much exclusively playing in their SDHL which is you know Sweden's top Mm -hmm. women's pro league over there so they've got more experience playing against stronger older women Uh, and Finland actually has the most experience of any team in the top bracket Uh, they've got Mm -hmm. six players returning from that 2020 tournament so I I think that's uh, um, you know something to watch I don't know I still don't think the, the gap has been closed, of course, but uh, mm-hmm. the experience of being there once before may, might help them uh, in those first couple of games instead of you know taking two to see where they're at.
3: Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Like like you were saying with you know Sweden and Finland, like we're talking like a really stacked Group A. Like you said, you got Canada and USA, and then you got you know Finland and Sweden. Like you said, the gap isn't really close per se, but the fact that you know those two teams have been you know but play together more often than, than you know Canada the USA that's definitely gonna make I think that's gonna make the group a a lot harder than it usually has been in years past like could you say there might be we, like weird circumstances of something happening maybe that we might get a surprise dark horse out of group a from Sweden to Finland and Finland to maybe do something
4: yeah I mean if you look back to the 2020 tournament some of those games were one goal games between uh, USA, Canada and, and the other competitors. I mean, um, I guess in 2020, it was Russia that that won the bronze medal, but they took Canada to like one goal games. And I don't see any reason why, you know, in women's hockey, a lot of the times that the, the goaltending can be, a, um, you know, someone could just be miles above the rest of the players on their team. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure if the, the Swedes or the Finns have that this year in net. But, uh, you know, Sweden in particular, I think, is really interesting. They've got uh, their two leading scorers from that SDHL are both 15 years old right now. So even if um, – and their leading scorer from the SDHL is 16. She's a, a defender, actually. So oh, wow. even if this year it's not uh, – we don't see that upset, you know, to see mm-hmm. probably what will be the best three players on Sweden's team as two 15-year-olds and a 16-year-old. You know, they've got a couple more seasons to do this, um, so mm-hmm, right. the gap is closing. Uh, and who knows? <laughs> you know, one game again is everything's one game. Hot goaltender uh, frustration on the other side, and uh, we've definitely seen it. Uh, it's happened in international women's competition before. It's unlikely, um, but <laughs> right. you know, yeah. it's going to happen. It's going to happen at the U eighteen level, probably more so than anywhere because um, they don't have that experience coming through the adversity of of international play yet this is this is the the learning the the, you know their stomping grounds to do that
3: yeah right that's why i'm sorry about let me cut you off but i think that's why i'm kind of thinking that maybe this might be the year then for one of the scandinavian teams to maybe do something because like you said it's been long gaps for you know the usa and canada maybe it's like yeah maybe the
0: goalie's just
3: they've been playing a little bit more often So maybe they don't have as much rust as like the you know the other two teams in that group haven't really done a whole lot so who knows like you said maybe anything could happen where it's like hot goaltending they just get lucky at the right time and maybe this is like their year to like maybe surprise people more than like you said in years past where it's everyone's been playing it the whole time and stuff like that it could be you know that usual gap but then you look at group b i mean you have czech republic you got germany you got slovakia and switzerland like what are you kind of looking at from group b in terms of like what what teams out of that group can maybe make some noise um come tournament time starting tomorrow or today when people listen
4: yeah i don't i don't think anyone's going to make uh you know, of course, you got to finish top two in, in Group B to get your chance in the quarterfinals uh, against the bottom two in um, in Group A. And I, I don't know if anyone's going to stun someone, per se. Uh, right. You know, we, we have definitely seen some development in on the women's side. Uh, um, but again, without Russia there, you know, we're throwing in an extra country right now. So, um, I don't know, Switzerland, maybe? <laughs> it's uh (laughs) it's it's really like the gap is is so big uh, Mm -hmm. between the four and the next but i think the best part there is just to watch for you know we will see some individual stars for each country uh we will see uh that the game is developing in general for women uh internationally you know we're not going to see the the huge blowouts when they get to that quarterfinal game, as we might have seen before, uh, it's just not going to happen. So right. that's that's, I think, where the best uh, the best bet is. Um, you know, maybe if we get an upset in that game because there it will be closer there. But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't really, you know, that that's the, to be honest. That's um, those groups are so deep uh, mm-hmm. that. Uh, you know, buried, I guess, in international hockey, but Switzerland Mm -hmm. and, uh, Czechia have, uh, um, have produced more high end players recently. So I think if we're looking at, uh, like the SDHL champion, uh, over in Sweden this year, had a couple of Czech players on it. And, uh, in that final game, both the teams had, uh, Czech players and Danish players and Swiss players. So I think that those two countries right now are, are producing more that are getting into the, uh, some of those top women's leagues so that might be mm-hmm. where we see uh something happen but who knows like i said it's been so long off um it's it, yeah i'm just excited yeah. to see it back and, and running for sure
3: oh yeah same here and like i know i know with, on the men's side I know germany's uh, getting kind of really good now maybe maybe we could see it kind of like a transition into the women's team too because i've heard the women's team for germany has been getting a little bit better as well we don't know to like you said to what extent but I mean, it seems like overall hockey in Germany has been getting a little bit more of an increase. You know, with you know, Leon Dry now and other players in the past, it seems like that group and you know, that country's getting full bore in, into more of hockey as well. So I would like, even you said Switzerland and, and Czechia, I
4: wouldn't, I wouldn't look past Germany to maybe, you know, kind of surprise people in Group B. Uh-huh.
3: Yeah.
1: I
4: mean, the, the men's side, like you said there, it's incredible. I mean, we saw them yeah. win the, the Olympic medal uh, without the NHLers a couple years. Well, two Olympics back now, but, yeah. uh, you know, Moritz Seider, he's one of the best defenders in the NHL. Leon Dreisaitl, uh, you know, they've had a lot of top picks, JJ Perturka. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's a league or a country that's developing um, top prospects. And we're going to see more Germans drafted this year again in the NHL. So, you're right. I th- you know, as the hockey community, I guess, or systems build, you know, the arenas are there. The infrastructure is there. Um, yeah. and as the training programs come along, you know, it's obviously um, whether or not women's hockey has been a focus in the past, it, it naturally will become a focus there, too. So that will be uh, you're right. That's probably a country to watch and see where they're at right now. Yeah, yeah, for I, sure.
3: Yeah, I, sorry. As someone as someone who has German on both sides of the family and is really into the ger- like German, you know, sports, soccer, and, and the German league over there too, like it's good to see that it's you're we're they're seeing more of an uptick in terms of actual hockey being a, kind of like almost a hotbed there now instead of just oh it's these couple sports now it's like well we have this too so it's it's good to see that we're getting more countries that are kind of pushing more for both men's and women's what. Well, especially for women's because that's what we're here for is more development for women's hockey so it's good to see that other countries are kind of getting more into it now especially over there so yeah like you said it's it's very exciting as someone who's with german ancestry seeing hockey kind of being taken seriously over there now
2: yeah i was gonna say i with hockey growing like in a country like germany i know especially here talking to several of the athletes coaches that we have it, just on the podcast most of them wanted to play hockey because their brother or their cousin or their dad wanted, played hockey and they wanted to do it too. So I, I know that that development happens in other countries as well. I mean, these German kids are getting drafted into the NHL. Their siblings, their cousins, their family members, they are going to want to play hockey too because they want to be just like them. I mean, look what—look at Lucas Reichel, look at Leon Dreisaitl. I mean, look at all these players who are, you know, getting drafted to play in the t- the top NHL you know positions Lucas made his NHL debut this year and so it, it's something that I definitely think can, can continue to grow in these other countries for the women's side of the game because they're going to have siblings and family members who are going to want to be just like them
4: yeah and if you look in the the, the SDHL I know I keep coming back to that because it was one of the main leagues that played this mm-hmm. year but uh, that final uh, was a record-breaking attendance final you know like 7500 fans, uh and Mm -hmm. if you saw the pictures like they had their banners and and they were singing their chants it was amazing oh
3: european hockey is very underrated that's why i tell people like what because uh everyone kind of like over here you you know like kind of crap on soccer a lot but like if you go and watch it over there like european crazy it's absolutely insane especially i say german fans are probably the most into it than anyone else because like if you like watch any german ho- uh, german hockey games it's like you're almost they bring that type of level that as well and it's just it's absolutely insane how the atmosphere over there is almost like either about the same as angel playoff level of intensity just by the fans alone because it's absolutely crazy how into it they get with banners and flares and you know smoke and stuff like that it's wild it's just crazy to see how that how it's over there like I would love to, I would love to see you know smoke and you know chants and <laughs> flags over here. Could you imagine NHL playoff games with that? We're intensity? trying,
2: okay, we're <laughs> trying. Barnes have gotten much louder than they used to be in the playoffs. Yeah. Could the, you, but, the push is there. Could you imagine though? Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> if they can wild. get if if NHL fans and and PHF fans could get organized like they are oh, in Europe when it comes man. to sports. Oh man. Watch out because one of the
4: one of the I like I do think the you know when we're spe- speaking of, of course because it's a women's hockey podcast you know when we're talking yeah. about fandom on the women's side, uh, uh, so one of the people I, I interviewed recently was Angela Ruggiero. and uh, you know she is doing a lot of research about fans and um, engaging new fans and one of the interesting things that she told me was that. Um, women's fans will watch more of a game than men's fans and and she attributes that to uh you can't be a passive women's hockey fan or at least you couldn't forever you had to search out the games you had to to buy the apps you had to you know follow the specific accounts you couldn't just pop open your tv and find six different games on any night so the the engagement level of fans uh in women's sport are of course much higher than men's sport we just need to broaden it so there's more you know sponsorship funding and we want of course the fan bases to grow too so
3: yeah more yeah. teams and all that stuff too because to that's what, like for us like like you're saying more passion <laughs> that's why <laughs> that's why i have this podcast yeah, that's like, why we're here <laughs> yeah it's yeah because like for me like i kind of knew about it about the league until about season five it was really hard to watch and then you're all of a sudden like oh it's on twitch okay cool i'll watch it there and then started watching it then it's like okay this is really awesome and, you know you get more into it because like because beth you probably get tested to this too it's like how much do we really watch of you know formerly now nwhl and the phf like wasn't a whole lot of areas for us to watch it and mm-hmm. think of like what season five when they got when they went yeah. to like placid it kind of like took off from there in a sense because yeah. It's, when it's... when they
2: started streaming on Twitch and you could actually, if you weren't local to an area, you could actually watch a PHF game. I was glued to every single broadcast, every single oh, one.
3: Oh, same here. It was, yeah.
2: I, I I Up until this past season, I didn't even have a team because I just wanted to consume as much women's hockey as humanly possible. And so I just wanted everybody to have a good time. Like I was that person. I just want everybody to have a good time. But I mean, now, obviously, I'm a whale fan. Um, and I mean, I went to Tampa, I live in Florida. I went to Tampa, I went Friday through Monday. I drove home at a ridiculously late hour because I wanted to be there and watch the game in person. I didn't want to watch it on TV.
3: 9 p.m. puck drops are an absolute no no for the East awful, Coast.
2: Awful, terrible, terrible things. But who thought um, of that? Probably ESPN. I mean, let's be honest. It was probably uh, ESPN. Cur- curse you ESPN. <laughs> but ESPN. The fact that women's hockey was on ESPN. Granted, it was 9 p.m. They, it was broadcast live on broadcast television. The Women's Olympics had higher viewership than some of the men's like regular season NHL games. The, the desire to watch this game exists. And I hope that people start to pick up on that more.
4: Yeah, I think it's it's definitely going to come along. Uh, you know, I wish uh, I do have the Toronto Six that I could make the three-hour drive to go see. But, uh, you know, as the PHF expands, which we're still waiting for, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's, uh, you know, and that's a conversation I've been having be- behind the scenes uh, regularly. That's something, uh, a portion of that league that I'm following. Um, that will be great because what people need to do is see the game, right? And if
0: you uh, don't,
5: i
4: use you know twitch or another streaming platform as as adequately as some people you know the older fans perhaps uh Mm -hmm. there's definitely a demographic that's not going to get it so uh, that's why i think what the pwhpa has been doing with the tour uh is wonderful because it does hit more cities it's Mm going to bring it someplace near to you um so between the two of those leagues obviously there's a space between the two of those leagues uh in many ways Mm -hmm. but uh um I think they're, it's coming, right? Like like you said, yeah. it, it's definitely the fact that, that that game was on ESPN and we're going to see more. Uh, even th- this U18 tournament, like TSN in Canada is covering it. Um, everything's going to be broadcast the following day on ESPN. So, like, we're going to see – and the NHL network, I guess it is, I think. Not, mm-hmm. not ESPN, well, perhaps. But I think well, I saw like, um, it was going to have- be
2: live broadcast on ESPN Plus and then aired right. the following day on ESPN. So you can actually watch more – Women's Hockey Live, like ESPN Plus has been a godsend for women's sports because they really have started to embrace it. I know what I'm watching
3: tomorrow since I'm <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, yay, more hockey. Sweet. That's <laughs> what it's what I need in my life. Yeah, but you can like, so say P-W- less. Say less. <laughs> but but you, well, going back to the PWHP, like you are saying, Ian, like, yeah, they're doing that tour. But I think I've seen, Beth, like, what did you say? One game has been kind of televised for that barnstorm tour they've really had like other than that you might get updates on socials that's really about it like it's it's uh, because i forgot they were even touring half the time and like not trying to be you know come off you know mean about it it's just i you didn't really see a lot of marketing for that like i think the only one that was kind of doing it was the penguins pr team because that was the Mm -hmm. game that was actually live on nhl network like yeah it's good that they're doing the barns the this tour that they're doing but it's also kind of like how are we gonna how are we gonna watch it if if they're not you know streaming you know what i'm saying
4: yeah that's a it's that's definitely a challenge um i've that league well potential league would be a wonderful step um You know, and barnstorming historically was something that was used by oppressed groups to actually find a way to play. So Mm -hmm. it really is just, you know, another step in that progression, whether it was, uh, you know, back in the 1930s when all black baseball teams didn't have leagues that they could enter into. So they would barnstorm from town to town to town because that's the only way they could A, get competition, B, make money. So, uh, you know, it's, it's not a... This is it's very historical. This of, is yeah. This yeah. is kind of the way that things have happened, and uh, of course, yeah. you know, this is a little more grand. It's a bigger scale. It's uh, there could be leagues. There is a league that that those women could play in. Of course, uh, you know, the idea of uh, what sustainable means and what logistically looks professional and what benefits are there has become uh, the divide. But uh, this is. It's going to lead to something, you know, and, and hopefully mm-hmm. when it does lead to that, we have television rights that come along with it.
2: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really hopeful that I mean, give me all the women's hockey. I mean, I had some some issues with some of the statements they said about, you know, being an elite women's hockey league and things like that, kind of looking down on the PHF just because, I mean, they exist and they do play at a very highly skilled level even if they aren't national team members and, you know, faces that an everyday person who doesn't watch women's hockey would recognize, but I just want all the women's hockey, just like injected into my veins, like hook me up to an IV. I'm going to watch. I'm I'm hopeful that maybe there'll be a Florida team. I mean, I don't know. Um, They haven't really, you know, announced anything other than they're exploring the option with um, the Billy Jean King group. Um, Mm -hmm which I think is a great organization to be paired with because Billie Jean King did amazing things for equality and women's sports on all fronts. So I'm hoping that January 23 actually happens. Um, But right now, but a bit starved for information for the league to be named at a different, at a later time. So,
4: yeah. yeah. So, you know, when uh, it was funny, when the timing of that came out, I had just interviewed and I won't name them because uh, they probably don't want that. But uh, <laughs> I had just named uh, national, or I interviewed national team members for a variety of different pieces that I was working on and, and things like that. And they legitimately did not know that a league was coming. Uh they knew that it was, you know, everything was in the works, but when that announcement dropped, uh, I think it was Jeff Merrick that broke that uh, story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but uh, yeah, when that mm-hmm. happened, it yeah. was a leak of information that even surprised the players. Um, many wow. of them at least. I'm sure there's an internal group that uh knew everything, but some of them mm-hmm. that are doing their own thing, whether they're, you know, working other jobs right now, whether they're in coaching, um, they're probably focusing more on that than they are this league until uh, it comes around. They were anticipating January would be the start of a new tour, not of mm. a
2: league. Oh, wow. So it's uh, you
4: interesting. know interesting. That, that's something that I think was a surprise to them that uh, to not again not everyone, but uh, mm-hmm. to some players that aren't in the perhaps that inner circle. But like you said, the Billie Jean King thing is awesome. Um, they've got Mark Walter on there, who's the owner of the Los mm-hmm. Angeles Dodgers, And uh, even Billie Jean King's uh, organization, um, you know, they have minority stakes in National Women's Soccer League organizations and mm-hmm. WNBA. So that the experience there of professional women's sport should be absolutely paramount in what they're about to do. Um, yeah. I, I think, of course, you know, the WNBA is the uh, the model that everyone wants this to follow because it has turned uh, extremely sustainable, uh, and mm-hmm. it's uh, they're about to expand um, at a time that expansion is way overdue. When first round, oh, round yeah. that league can't even remotely yeah. have a chance to make more I know it's teams. it's yeah.
3: it's wild. because well, yeah, because a lot of teams, a lot of teams run out of money to pay these players. And I forget yeah. the girl's name. She was on one of the teams like I want like the first like top 5 picks they she couldn't even join because they ran out of money I think it was the LA Sparks like ran out of money they could not mm-hmm. pay her and she was like the top I think 5 or third pick in the draft it's it's insane
1: yeah. how
3: you can going to have top end players not be able to play because oh sorry we ran out of money and there's no room on any of the rosters so it's yeah, like I- like why like why I think that's crazy. what
4: the PWHA is trying to do right now, right? They're trying to get the ducks in the row so that uh, there's no financial issues whatsoever. Mm-hmm. The last thing they're going to do is is start this league and have rumors come out that people aren't being paid or
2: mm-hmm.
4: uh, checks are bouncing or, you know, a team has to fold midseason or anything mm-hmm. like that. They're not going to do that there. And you can see that the way they're going about it right now with the people they're bringing in that this is going to be. Uh, Even if it's heavily sponsorship-driven or um, whether or not, uh, of course, there's about uh, 11 NHL teams that are independently putting Mm their name behind it. Um, The NHL itself, of course, is... Uh, got its own issues uh, that aren't we don't
2: want it. We don't want any at. part unless you ladies get along, which just drives mm-hmm. me insane. Well, what no,
1: um, listen,
3: <laughs> once, once Gary Bettman's gone, we have a whole different mindset of an upper echelon of the NHL. Maybe we'll finally get there. But yeah. first we, we, we need a change of a guard. We, and we've mentioned yeah. this a lot that we're kind of stuck in the 1990s version of the NHL with Gary Bettman in charge. There's, there, I think there's some time for us to have like a little bit more of a, newer nuance and progression with yeah. with, the, with the
4: league.
2: A female commissioner would be wonderful. I mean, I'm just throwing <laughs> that out there. Like, if you want change, put a woman in charge.
4: Yeah, I, will, uh, I would love to see, well, of course, you know, more diversity in general. Mm-hmm. We're seeing it a little bit here and there. We've got, uh, you know, two women as assistant general managers with the Vancouver Canucks right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw the Amanda Kessel hire, who I got to interview mm-hmm. uh, about a week ago for the Pittsburgh oh. Penguins. That's right.
3: Really she's, awesome. she's
2: phenomenal. We we yeah. love
3: Amanda. Uh, Ke- uh, Kendall's coin Schofield with the Blackhawks. Everything yeah. she's doing over there. Um, so, uh, yeah.
4: Dugan and uh, New Jersey just got uh, promoted. So like you know mm-hmm. we're, oh, we're yeah, seeing that's... it uh, that uh, that it's happening uh, slowly. But we don't also want just to be hiring women in men's sport either. We, you know we want these top uh, names and brains to be the driving forces behind whatever comes out of the pwhpa or or even in the phf it doesn't really matter in my opinion like you said uh the nhl saying they're not going to do anything unless it's both is kind of just asinine it's it doesn't make any sense if you want to promote women's hockey yeah you're going to it. just put yourself behind one league even it doesn't matter just do it and and, yeah, and it's uh, just, it's you know it's... both will profit
3: yeah. it's they're, they're trying to make it more complicated than it needs to be and it's pretty much on brand with the league it's just how can we bury a head in the sand without actually you know doing something about it it's yeah. like i said and even like with you know hillary knight she's been doing a massive you know you know she's been doing a lot of the calling of games you know helping out with analysts and stuff like that and now of course now now they're all back together getting ready in their camps but it's just like yeah it's the NHL could easily back one and we would have no issues of figuring that out or it's just like Realistically, the
2: NHL could back both leagues and there would be no problem because there's six PHF teams. They're talking about six teams in this new league. There are 32 teams in the NHL and potentially (laughs) 12 women's teams. They very easily...
3: Oh, could with, could back
2: both leagues Very with their
3: easy. with with their expansion fees. They asked uh, Seattle and Vegas to pay up to get those teams. Yeah, I think they're <laughs> a little bit all right in terms of money. And the fact that they are a <laughs> billion dollar company uh, yeah. league, I think you're kind of all right with setting up you know twelve teams or you know thirteen if that Montreal team in the PHF gets formed mm-hmm. or that eighth team if the, the eighth team
2: to- who I've heard Detroit the name that's been discussed. I don't know they just well, it,
3: it, be was a, it, it was
2: Providence. it was
4: Providence. it was okay. providence and it was providence uh, oh, okay apparently no longer providence but it was hmm. providence
0: some people were made to follow the instructions we were made to make our own to always measure twice and never cut corners unless of course we've got a compound miter saw Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com.
5: Uh, okay um,
0: so okay.
1: that's the uh uh
4: that was the other location um
1: mm-hmm.
4: who knows now um i've heard scuttlebutt that for you know that anything that it could be just the seventh team this year
2: mm-hmm. um, i've heard that as well. well again that's so we're, too.
4: we're deep in we're deep in the off season though in my opinion you know we're one month into free agency mm-hmm. um i think the best scenario at this point is that whoever that team is already has a lot of Players on paper behind the scenes, and when they announce, they're going to announce, you know, six signings the same day or something but like that. They're going
2: to be like, "Here's our new team. Also, here's our whole roster." Um. <laughs> yes, you, maybe yeah. you know, maybe that's, maybe that's, that's
4: why.
3: Maybe yeah. that's why the Boston Pride is not named any signings yet because half their team is probably going to Montreal. Because the owners own both teams, so who
2: knows? Who conspira-
3: conspiracy hat on. Uh. Oh goodness, where's your tinfoil, Zach? I My have the goodness. same
4: feeling that that's why I, I, I do have the same feeling that that's why we're not having a lot of announcements with Boston. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, I I'm, thought, not, I'm not
3: crazy. I'm not crazy. No, at you're, no, you're I not crazy. I, don't, I,
4: don't think <laughs> be crazy. No, I think that's a pretty logical thought. Um, I think that they're probably working on two teams at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. And that's a reasonable assumption to think that that's why we're not hearing a lot of announcements because, uh, and luckily, you know, Montreal, they're going to have a ton of hockey players sitting there um, doing other things that Mm -hmm. are can play on that team and are capable of playing in that league. So uh, that's why I think, you know, centering these expansion teams with either heavily, you know, populated centers like Montreal, where we've got a, a big swath of of women that played hockey growing up um or you need to plunk it in like a in in the middle of a triangle of ncaa from teams you know that uh, yeah people are going to come out and stay in those communities because right now aside from the upper echelon most people are still going to be doing something else with their Mm -hmm. careers you know it's uh it's not exclusive at this moment Um, you know maybe grant mentis might not do anything else you know she's got the biggest contract right now and uh, uh,
2: probably probably not (laughs) when that when that rumored signing came out and they and it was you know she's gonna be the first women's hockey player to sign a six-figure Canadian deal I was like Zach 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 this is happening and then I mean for it to be announced the amount that it was I mean uh, of course obviously rumors and conjecture salaries aren't officially released so but $80,000, which doesn't include. It is. And I mean, as much as sometimes I disagree with what she puts out on Twitter, I do agree with the the former uh, head of the PHFPA coming out and saying, like, you guys need to unionize. You need to make your salaries public. This is going to help negotiate future deals. But if you all keep and it I to think yourself, that's a
4: conversation as well. Like that is a conversation that's ongoing. I've I've spoken, you know, I interviewed and spoken multiple times to Nicole Carrero there, who is mm-hmm. the new the new uh, Players Association lead, and there is discussion around the need for that. They, I think that the everyone recognizes that moving forward, um, you know, you're without the transparency of what the lowest paid player is making, um, the the top player doesn't really matter. That, because yeah. that's not where the sustainability of the league comes by flashing, you know, three or four players' salaries. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes from the person that is making who knows what the, the lowest will be. But that person's yeah. still working another job and yeah. still struggling and can't mm-hmm. train the way that the rest of the players can. So until that aspect is out there and we have, you know, like cap friendly or website like that to yeah. like, be doing it. Yeah. NHL, Even if it is is um,
2: friendly, I mean they, they could very easily add is, a yeah. PHF section for cat friendly. Oh, no, yeah. I mean Absolutely.
3: hockey, yeah, hockey I'm sure does it, it and Lee Prospects do it too. Like yep. it's yeah, it's not that hard to get something like that out there because it'd <laughs> be nice, it'd be nice to know, like, okay, here's what your contracts are kind of looking like. This is how it's broken down. It's like it's it would make it so much easier for people to know what's going on, and be like, okay, well, this person's getting this, I want to get that, it's, instead of yeah. just being like okay, well, we'll figure out how much you're going to make. And it's just like, like we, like we finally just got to two-year deals. Going yeah. into season eight, we're finally getting two-year deals. It's like,
4: what? Yeah.
2: But it is well, – the same I mean, issues it's... are going to
4: come up too of uh, like, you know, eventually when pay- players are getting paid more and we get closer and closer to the salary cap, like the same things are going to come up where we start talking trades or, you know, Inter, interleague transfers, I know is another conversation that's probably going mm-hmm. to have to happen between the PWHPA and the PHF, mm-hmm. um, you know, like similar to what the KHL and the NHL do, there's going to have to be some kind of contractual out or um, agreement on when they can transfer between leagues. Maybe it takes, uh, you were speaking about European soccer, maybe it takes a loan trans. you know, a, a yeah. pathway like that, I've heard that conversation uh, occur a couple of times behind the scenes of uh, potentially doing loans between teams and leagues. Um, so I don't know, but like, yeah, the the transparency's got to happen. Otherwise, oh, yeah. we're um, we're never going to know when that actual yeah. day is that the league is fully sustainable. So
3: yeah, can, can you imagine trades in the PHF? Oh my gosh, talk about would, content for days. It's just like
2: it would yeah, have to be once the league is to the point where these players are only playing hockey because you can't no, ask a teacher no, middle of the school year. Sorry, we've traded you from Boston to Toronto. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't ask that of a teacher or a nurse. I mean, nursing probably a little bit easier because obviously medical professionals are, are very much uh, in need right now with everything going on in the world. But you can't yeah. just ask somebody to uproot everything in certain careers and move at the drop of a dime. So until it's their only job, you can't, I mean, trades are kind of a hard thing to talk about.
4: Well, that's why they abolished the draft really, right? Because the draft mm-hmm. wasn't really a draft. It was uh, talk to the players that you knew were in your area that were willing to play, uh, contact them first, interview them first, and then agree that they would play for you. Then you draft them. Um, yeah. The free agency thing right now works. It's not, uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully again, it's not a permanent thing. Someday when players are all making two hundred thousand dollars then uh or more. It's um, you know, players are going yeah. anywhere to play that, yeah. right? So that's that's the idea. That's where they want to get to. And <laughs> and that's that is the goal of everybody. Well,
3: I mean, well, I mean even a oh, hundred sure. even a hundred even hundred thousand dollars is a good start, just to be like, okay, here's six figures. Now you don't have to worry about doing anything else. Like, okay. Yeah. Who says said-
1: like, but I mean, that'd be,
3: that'd be a good start for sure. Free
2: agency has been kind of great. We've seen a lot of players come over from a league that we've already talked about the SDHL. We've had a lot of movement, especially from HV 71. They seem to just all be coming over to play for the <laughs> PHF this season. Um, I, I'm a little worried for that team because my goodness, it seems like every player that's come, come over from the SDHL has been from HV 71.
3: Well, and even players that are going to play in the P, PWHPA too. Like we have Olympians now. In the league as well. So, like, we're seeing a movement to the PHF. It's not looked at as, oh, it's just, you know, a women's league that can't get together. Now it's like, no, it's, there's something cooking here. And, like, let's get on it now when you got full benefits. Now you're getting two year deals. Like, you're actually seeing an upward trend in a league that's been really working hard the last couple seasons to kind of get there. And now it's, I think it's finally getting the respect it really deserves because the fact that they've really been trying to make it where it could be sustainable at some point rather than just trying to make it like survive, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah.
4: There is no guarantee either with the PWHPA that um, every player that's a member of that organization right now will be able to play in a full league. Um, There's no guarantee with that because, you know, a lot of them have other life plans they're solidified in a certain uh, community right now and they're happy to go do the weekend tours and events but when you say you know we're going to play 30 something games in three months um you know that's a lot that's a lot that's, that's, a, a, lot. that's a lot of things. hockey yeah, it yeah. changes things and that's that's not talking about practices and other events and mm-hmm. things like that so um you know i don't think it's logical to think that we're going to see more people moving to the phf from you know, maybe not those elite national team, uh, players, but some of the, the, the borderline ones that have been, you know, that are amazing hockey players, of course. Mm-hmm. But, and, and that's, as you said, I think Beth, you know, the, the discussion of what is elite is, um, like the PHF is elite. It is, mm, it, it, it is it hockey. is. So it's, uh, to say anything different, you know, these are, uh, typically not just NCAA players. They're, they're good NCAA players. They're better yeah. than, than average. And it's, uh, um, and now that, you know, a lot of those women have been in that league for seven, eight years, it's, it's really evolved into something that's exciting to watch. So, yeah. but I don't know the PWHPA, like, I think that people are maybe a little bit too forward in thinking that every person that's a member of that is going to be a member of this league. Um, mm-hmm. That's probably not the case. So seeing some more trickle over to the PHF, uh, highly likely. Because
3: because yeah. was it like? Because I think last number I heard it was like what two hundred? Some players are part of the PWHPA, or is it a little bit less now? Because some of them are moving over. Because it, it was just over
4: two hundred the last time I heard as well.
3: Yeah, like yeah. that. That's really that's gonna be really tough trying to have rosters kind of set up like that, where it's like yeah, their barnstorming has four teams, but having a six team league and you're having two hundred players, you really don't see that. as gonna be like how are you gonna get every single player? To yeah. be part of that, and that's where I kind of think if you merge the two leagues, then okay, now you kind of have something cooking where you could have a 12 team league and now you can have bigger roster sizes. Maybe you're talking about who knows 16 to 18 teams and having every single player in the PWHPA and the PHF playing to where you now you can have a more sustained league with more teams and have more of a global touch in North America. Instead of being oh we're going to do two separate things, but now it's like well we have too many players because we don't have enough teams. It's like yeah. just combine both, get twelve to eighteen teams in your set. Then everyone can be able to play. You're not going to have you know people not be able to play because there's not enough roster space. Yeah,
2: and I, you know, personally, I don't think the combination is going to happen. Yeah, I don't think the two <laughs> leagues merging is ever going to happen. They no, are
3: unfortunately, unfortunately not because whatever yeah. reason the PWHPA is kind of like. No, we're good.
2: No, and I I think it's more than that. I think that they have a a set idea of what they expected. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all saw it when the PWHPA formed, when they weren't, I mean, a lot of those players played the first couple seasons in the PHF and they just weren't seeing what they wanted and, to happen so and i think that was that, that was they, where that was
3: yeah that was also right after the CW, CWHL also got uh, folded too so
2: yeah, I mean, i'm not saying that's was the, heartbreaking that's, like yeah. and and i think that's what they're trying to prevent yeah. um I mean, unfortunately the... it in women's sports you can't just like go out and do right. because if if you have one team that has to fold midseason they're going to say the entire league is a failure you have not met the goal and that's it for you we're all done yeah there's no there's no middle ground in women's sports and it's awful
3: yeah no i'm not i'm not saying that's the only reason that yeah. that it was just all oh, they want to do it. it is just kind of like like you said some of the comments they've made it kind of comes off as like no we don't want to because yeah. it's not there yet it's it's still kind of like it's not really like what it's you a, said. No, it's, it's a sour
2: a, taste for sure. It, but it I, really
3: is, and and, and you know, like you said, it's unfortunate. It's if it's one team, it's everybody, and it's like mm-hmm. that really stings, and that's why, like I said, it would be better if we were able to work it out to where they could merge. It's just,
2: yeah, like, so I, whatever reason, I, it's just unfortunately. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's ever gonna be a thing. But before we run out of time, this gentleman has a book that I I ordered. I'm waiting. They they ran out of stock of your book on Amazon. Um, so Come on I'm, Amazon, what are you I'm doing? you have, waiting. You have, a,
3: you have a million other things. We run out of Ian e. e. Kennedy's book. Like
4: I know. Yeah, that's a, that, that one bothered me this week because I saw you know it came out, uh, lots of people ordered, and then it disappeared briefly. So hopefully it's back soon. But that, yeah, it is. It right? It's a good thing that lots of people ordered. So yeah, I have a book. Yeah, right. It so it's 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 kind of a good and a bad thing. It's yeah, like hey, people are yeah.
3: buying my book. Oh no, yeah. I don't have enough of my yeah. stock.
2: Catch catch 22. People really want to read my book. However, some people got it and other people's done At least I ordered it. It says ordered, order received. We'll let you know when it ships. (laughs) And I'm just like, (sighs) I just want this book.
3: You're you're in limbo, basically. You're like, I may or may not get it sometime soon. We'll see.
2: One day Ian's book will arrive at my front door, but I didn't really read the synopsis. I'm very excited. (laughs) Um, yeah. I know so it's, it's you're focusing on, and on...
4: Mm-hmm. yeah, and it's uh, it's uh, it, I guess the subtitle is shining light on race and sports. So it's uh, it centers in Canada here, but of course, you know a lot of the issues. Um, you both being American, you know, the uh, Canada kind of has this reputation as being all inclusive, all welcoming. That we don't have mm-hmm. the same issues that happen south of the border, but that's really false. It's it's kind mm-hmm. of a a history that we've made up for ourselves and uh, this book definitely exposes a lot of that uh, through the lens of sports so telling stories of uh, indigenous athletes and black athletes and Japanese Canadian athletes uh, in particular but uh, yeah we look through you know right from the time of slavery when uh, sports were definitely still a part of uh, the life of, uh, of black individuals at that time um, it talks about residential schools here in Canada, which was of mm-hmm. course our cultural genocide against indigenous mm-hmm. people and, uh, it follows, you know, Japanese Canadians through internment during world war two, after the bombing of Pearl Harbor, which I think a lot of Americans don't understand that in Canada, we did the exact same thing with, uh, Japanese Canadian people and, uh, you know, uh, shipped them away from, from any coast and locked them into camps and made them work. And, uh, but yeah, it definitely, um. If it doesn't open your eyes a little bit to how race plays into sport, I don't think uh, I don't think you're reading very well. Uh, you know, you're not. You're probably not. <laughs> you know,
3: Maybe there.
2: read it again. <laughs> yeah,
3: and, well, and like you said, that's and that's the crazy thing too is it's like I don't think a lot of people even know that about Canada in terms of doing the exact same thing in the states do because all you hear is what the United States did. Yeah, mm-hmm. you will really get a lot of that. Like I know we have history down here. We have U.S. history. We don't do a whole lot of you know. In deep Canada stuff, but it's kind of like it does need to be also kind of said too. It's like it's not just one person's issue; it's a global yeah. issue.
4: Yeah. Well, you obviously you know black, all black baseball teams and leagues were a big thing in the states, but uh, in my town oh, yeah. we have this uh, this team called the Chatham Colored All Stars that uh, was the first ever uh, all black baseball team to win a provincial championship in Canada, so, you know, same as state championship, and they did it in 1934. Uh, at a time when they faced slurs and rocks and spit from everybody that they, they came into. And they barnstormed. Um, but they, the title of the book actually comes from them because when they were one out away from winning that championship, the umpires called the game on account of darkness, even though it was four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> um, and uh, wow. you know, all the players on the team and their descendants uh, openly say that the only reason it was too dark is because there was nine black players on the team. But uh, mm-hmm. the history is there of, uh, you know, and, and it definitely gets into women as well in, in the book uh, because there's that intersectional issue of gender and sexual and sexuality and race that all come together. Um, but, you know, like hockey is not this all white thing that we make it out to be. Uh, in in the 1800s, there was a league in the Maritimes the East coast of Canada and that's where the slap shot was invented by a black man. And mm-hmm. that's where, the first ever goalie that dropped into a butterfly onto their mm-hmm. knees was in that league as well. So it, a lot of the things that we think are fundamental that uh, get given to other people, uh, you know, like, sure. Do we remember the, you know, Al McInnes or somebody like that that had a great slap shot in the NHL? Yeah. yeah but it, it stemmed from someone else that uh, mm-hmm. didn't even have the opportunity to play in the NHL. So yeah. uh, the book discusses all of that. It tells some really interesting stories and I'm glad you picked it up. Oh, yes, I gotta, you're right. I got to get my head going the right way here, but uh, <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I have and, uh, trouble
2: pointing in the right direction. It's <laughs> it's fine. I know. It's,
4: uh, yeah. yeah, I'm
2: I, I'm here. <laughs> but no, I mean, um, it's one of those things where I think, especially recently, a lot of people have started to understand how much like racism really does play a role in Canada especially when you hear players like Nazem Kadri speak out, sure. um, you know, Akeem Alou, all, all of them coming forward and saying, you know, these are things I experienced on a daily basis, like at the arena as a child, I experienced this event and this, and I had a coach say this to me or a parent say this to my parents. Um, I, I just feel like maybe, maybe Canadians were a little bit better at, Re- revising some of their history yeah, we
4: were yeah absolutely we were really, Americans have uh,
2: revised history and then they were like just kidding you caught us yeah. um we're, <laughs> re- we're not rearrange sorry. again <laughs> we're not sorry about it we're just gonna come up with a different story this time
4: yeah no we we definitely are you know we like I said we portray ourselves as one way but really in truth we're not and uh sport kind of is an exemplar of that you know sport is this uh, always kind of just a a lens to society and what's going on there. And it, it it truly operates that way. So seeing somebody like the Toronto six have an all black ownership group, or, well, I guess not all black Ted Nolan's there. Uh, All people of color is, is incredible. And uh, Mm -hmm. that's, you know, that representation is going to go so far to showing young people that the game is, can be for everyone. It's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, that hockey's for everyone is, uh, of course, just a marketing slogan. It's not an actual truth. So
2: Zach but, and I are uh, very firmly on the side of hockey should be for everyone, not yeah. hockey is for everyone, because it's, it's not, a, they, I, they prove it every day.
4: I, I, I did a, like a um, like a professional development for the San Jose Sharks a couple weeks ago, and uh, I titled my presentation hockey is not for everyone and then I, I basically went at them for an hour so um but they're, they're all <laughs> the fly in that room for uh, that they're, oh, they're actually you know one of the organizations that's trying so that's um mm-hmm. you know that's a good thing and you know i've seen the toronto six do that great uh you know of course ownership is going to continue to shift around in the phf so but yeah buy the book i hope uh you enjoy it and um yeah. you know it's it is available online i know it's uh Uh, in and out of stock, but uh, that will get taken (laughs) care of. It will be shipping.
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, I know this is a topic that comes up with the Blackhawks often because they have Chief Blackhawk as their primary logo. Mm -hmm. And the Indigenous artist who designed Marc-Andre Fleury's mask this past season actually spoke out like, you know, I asked them, why didn't you change the logo? And the organization came out and said, we didn't make that change because we didn't want to revise that. We wanted to educate people. And they wanted to actually make change, which is why they do a land acknowledgement before every game. They have it posted in the United Center. They have it posted at Fifth Third Arena. They are working with the indigenous communities in the area to raise funds, awareness, set up museums they want to be the change. They don't just want to make a change. They want to be the change, which is a nice thing to see. Cause you don't see that very often in the hockey world.
4: Yeah. You know that, and that logo is being uh, it's, it's being changed here a lot in, in Canada right now. It's being mm-hmm. kind of outlawed. Um, and I, I do believe that the Chicago Blackhawks need to change that. It's, it mm-hmm. is offensive. I know it, mm-hmm. it is a racist symbol. So that's uh, it is great that they are willing to do the other things, but you know, uh, when, you're, when your picture is that, it, it, it's a tough one to do. Yeah. And that's, um, you know, hockey was used as a tool of assimilation in residential schools here in Canada to make oh, wow. Indigenous youth feel more Canadian because it, hockey is this game that we consider ca- uh, Canadian, you know, it's part of our mm-hmm. identity, I guess. So it was introduced into residential schools with that exact goal of making Indigenous youth identify as canadian so it was kind of used as a weapon um and uh you know then once the the kids loved it then it could easily be taken away as discipline
1: lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky
4: Um, so there, there's a role of hockey in, in terms of indigenous youth that,
1: mm-hmm.
4: uh, is not always discussed and not always recognized. So that's why, you know, those, uh, not your mascot type conversations mm-hmm. are really important to have. Um, yeah. but yeah, the NHL, every, every NHL team needs to do more. That's for sure of everything. So
1: oh. Oh, yeah. uh, I know
2: yeah. watching the abs game. On Saturday, so yesterday for me, but, you know, two days ago for everybody listening, um, the fact that they showed Edmonton's land acknowledgement on the TNT broadcast before the anthems played like that's another step because that's not shown for the teams that do the land acknowledgement. They don't show it on television and people don't know that that happens because they they don't show it, but it hurts my heart. To that, like the, the residential school. I mean, Indigenous kids are more Canadian than a white Canadian person because that's their land and it's been their ancestral land for centuries. So, why did they need to feel more Canadian when they are the most Canadian people that are there?
3: Yeah, that also makes yeah, sense too. Yeah. yeah, well, it also makes sense what you're doing. how that logo is banned up there? Because I was wondering why for a while. Because I've seen a lot of publications out of that out of Canada doing more of the tomahawks. Like their mm-hmm. secondary logo more than their actual logo so i was kind of wondering why that was the deal now now we kind of know uh canada's like not so much
4: yeah, <laughs> yeah we're going there's a lot of organizations right now that are changing logos and mm-hmm. uh you know uh,
2: i think it was the box. winter yeah,
4: yeah
3: the winter yeah, changed so like the bird with the so feathers many.
2: and it's thick yeah. I mean yeah, that logo yeah, is yeah, the Portland, amazing. Yeah, the Portland
3: Winterhawks. Yeah, and like I said, I know the Athletic has been doing a lot of the Tomahawk logo as their like graphic design stuff for mm-hmm. their analytical stats that you see. So that kind of makes more sense of yeah. why they're doing that yeah. more than anything yeah, it's gonna else. It's going to
4: happen. It's just you know I don't think the Blackhawks aren't doing it. Um, money, right? It's a, that's a that's a marketing thing. It's not anything mm-hmm. to do with. Uh, their racial sensitivity or whatever it, it definitely um it's a decision based on what they feel to be their legacy even though it's not theirs uh mm-hmm. it's a, a decision based on the merchandise and things like that and the, the cost to change their entire branding from a, a century you know so it's yeah. uh, it, 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 it will change i believe i that, mean i hope I, mean, so. it will
2: I think the change is coming and what's funny is from a, a marketing and a merchandise standpoint, there are a whole lot of people who are going to want to buy new things because I have seen plenty of of internet people. I I won't buy Blackhawks merchandise until the logo's changed. So I
3: mean, even if, if it just changed it to the Tomahawks, it still be it
2: still be a, yeah, still be a that, decent logo. That logo's have. on the shoulders. I mean, it's it's an already existent logo. So
4: yeah, like our bird. You know, I just need
3: a bird. A bird.
2: Yeah, or, I mean, or, 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 or just, or just Tommy the, Hawk, yeah. or just the
3: feather, yeah, or just the feathers, make the feathers the main logo. you could easily do that. Like, it's yeah, it wouldn't be hard to figure out. Like, you get the four feathers because, like, like how they have it on, on the you know, mascot, just put the four feathers as the logo, and there you go. It's hmm. yeah, there's so many options that they could easily do to change it to where it's still they don't really have to change a lot of stuff, it's just you make something that's kind of like a secondary logo, the main logo. And go yeah. from there
2: i have a blackhawks tattoo i did not get chief Black Hawk tattooed on my arm i just have the feathers because i just, I just have, I the, feather, I I have the feathers was, with the
3: tomahawk on it i thought That's it was
2: insensitive have. to to have that tattooed on my body so i just have the four feathers
3: yeah i just I mean, have i just have the tomahawk and the, the tomahawk and the no. four feathers on mine
2: so it'll be it'll be interesting to see i'm definitely very much looking forward to reading your book because I read every article that you post. So <laughs> I'm very interested to go in depth and learn a lot more about this because I think education is the most important thing when it comes to not just being not racist, but being anti racist, because there yeah. there are a difference yeah. between those two things.
4: Yeah. And I, you know, I I we all I think we want to portray that sport is the spot where we can really just escape all the issues where they don't exist, you know, where we can forget about them, but that's would be, you know, people in privilege. that wouldn't be, uh, you know, you listen to Nazem Qadri tell the stories and and all these other people that have spoken out recently about how they faced racial slurs at the arena. And that's not a safe place for so many people. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, the book will explain all of that and uh, <laughs> more. Uh, it definitely uses examples from my area. I, I know that, uh, you know, being a Chicago fan, you might know, uh, Fergie Jenkins, who was a famous Chicago Cubs pitcher mm-hmm. that was uh, yep. from my hometown as well, so um, you know a lot of athletes that you will know are in the book. It's just uh, there'll also be some lesser-known people that their stories are important to be heard and uh, and told, and and that uh, they were willing to participate in this text, which hopefully does become an educational tool to, to at least spark some conversations about what we can do in sport to change. Uh, the issues that are still presenting themselves today. Oh, yeah, for I sure. We'll,
3: we'll definitely drop the link in our show notes. For those who want to try to go buy the book, um, it'll be in the show notes to go check that out.
2: Uh, and that since way. there's been inventory issues, maybe check more than once, just in case for yeah. some reason it yeah. pops up and we're, it's we're, not there. I'll,
4: I'll, give yeah. you the, uh, I'll send you the, the specific link to my publisher, which uh, okay, uh, you can buy the book there and there will be, zero issues with uh stock because there are thousands upon thousands of oh, these books out there i in might the be canceling
2: my uh, amazon order and ordering it through the publisher then because <laughs> all right so yeah so everyone who's listening <laughs> everyone who's
3: listening to the podcast or watching it will have it in all of the show like the description for the youtube links and we're also going to have it in the show notes to go by instagram yeah, everywhere to, to go buy ian kennedy's book because it's something that I think it's like you said, Ian, it's definitely that needs to be read and consumed and people to understand it. So it's, I've definitely got to order one myself as well, but we, Zach, I
2: feel like you and I should order one and then like highlight, take notes and then send them to each other <laughs> <laughs> and then compare notes and, and then send them back.
1: <laughs>
3: back.
4: If you guys read it, I'll definitely come back on and uh, we can discuss, uh, all of the things that are in there. So,
3: so oh, i sure. a mini book club on Ian's book. It's fantastic.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, Ian, it was a pleasure talking to you. Where can everybody find you when it comes to your writing, your social media, things like that?
4: Yeah. So, you know, you can find me pretty much every day on the hockey news uh, as well as uh, Yahoo sports NHL. I do analysts uh, analysis and draft prospects and stuff there as well. Um, but uh, on Twitter is my main spot uh, at Ian Kennedy CK uh, from a town called Chatham Kent. So that's where the CK comes from. But uh, uh, same thing for Instagram at Ian Kennedy CK. So that's my uh, pretty much where I go out in public on social media and the rest of it's uh, me time. So that's uh, you can't find me anywhere <laughs> else.
2: <laughs> Perfect. Well, Zach and I will definitely be messaging as soon as the book has been read so we can come and have a good discussion about the things we learned, the things we have more questions about, because I'm sure I will have like a whole notebook full of questions after I've finished your book. There'll there, be, like, be
3: like about 50 to 60 like post it notes in different colors, <laughs> subsectioning different things Here, we want to talk about. This will
2: just be your stack of lined post it notes. I'm just going to set that aside Perfect. for the book. <laughs> Well, it was an absolute pleasure speaking with you, Ian. I look forward to reading more of your writing and talking to you again soon once we've gotten our hands on your book and we give it a good read.
4: Thank you so much for having me, both of you.
2: Absolutely. Thanks, Have a great that. night. Thanks, you Ian. bye
3: Wow. Yeah.
2: Wow. So I can't wait to get this book
3: yeah no i'm, I'm I really excited read. i'm really i'm really excited to give it a read just yeah it's definitely something that people are gonna need to definitely put a part of their book collections mm-hmm. so because like i said i've it's something that needs to be right like it'll go it will go right it'll be perfectly next to all the other hockey books i have on my bookshelf like yeah. boys of winter about the 80 team Keith Speaking Magnuson, of, of Pierre the book Paulette.
2: ian has already sent me the link <laughs> <laughs> for his publisher for the what book. They, what, what, a, absolute what an legends. MVP, like legend absolute, status. I just looked at my phone, my phone went off, and it was like Ian Kennedy sent a link.
3: <laughs> what an what an absolute legend. perfection. No, but it'll it, it's, it's gonna look good next to all the other hockey books I own in my bookshelf. Yes.
2: Well, it's, all of my hockey books, um, because I mean I have several, but I mean they're mostly like bios and stuff. I read oh, them yeah. and then I just put them on the coffee table. So I just have like book hockey books on
3: the comedy. <laughs> yeah like i like keith Magnuson's pierre pullet uh stan mm-hmm. mikita's uh sanderson from the from the bruins when yeah. he was with them i think there's like like some boys of winter about the 80 team like eventually mr hockey will get on there too because mm-hmm. it's mr hockey I mean, i've got
2: um eddie o's book max oh, dummy's book uh got I, a book about john brophy because i love that man
3: yeah uh, uh sean Ed- thornton's
2: book i mean I need to so get Eddie. Books. I
3: need to get Eddie O's. I need to get Sean it's Thornton's. So I I have Theo Fleury's book, which was yeah, really yeah. good. To need, yeah, but I need to get Sean's and uh, Eddie O's. Yeah, for sure.
2: Well, but did you know what time it is?
3: Uh, is it hammer time?
2: Close. It's Canada's <sighs> time.
3: Oh, oh, it's it's that time for the it's for the it's for the dips.
2: It's time for the dips because we've got to talk it's about. We have to talk about the dips. So obviously I have peach, which unfortunately is no longer available.
3: I'm sad because I really wanted I wanted to try the peach because I, lo- right. I, I I like peach and I'm kind of sad.
2: Savoring this, like I I, I'm I, jealous. I I basically peach on Sundays when we record and then I put it away for the week. Um, I peach on Sundays,
3: that's fantastic. I peach
2: on Sundays when we ha- record has-
3: hashtag peach on Sundays.
2: Hashtag Peach Sundays. Um so hey, can
3: dips well, if you're listening.
2: Hashtag Peach Sundays. What's up? I got you. <laughs> so if you guys head down to the link right here, our little friend, candidatecbdcom belly up 20, you're going to get 20% off 10 milligrams of CBD per pouch. 150 milligrams per can. If you get the metal cans, you don't get the cool little special storage thingy like you do in the plastic cans. The plastic cans have like a cool little disposal section for your yeah. used. If you cannot get to a trash can, because we do not litter, Wohawks, yeah. littering is unacceptable. That is not something that we do. We protect the environment. Also, just going to hop on a diatribe real quick. We also don't release balloons for things, Okay. The fishes and the turtles do not appreciate it. Please stop releasing balloons. Like, I understand. When you lose someone, you want to send messages to heaven. I get it. Stop it. Plant a tree. Do something that you can visit every year. Stop releasing balloons. Anyway, off my diatribe. So Canada Dips is awesome and wonderful and we love it. It helps me greatly with my anxiety. I know the same for you
3: anxiety um, depression yeah. joint joint pains from playing a All lot of sports. Things. i hurt myself yeah i do have to say though the strawberry cough it's, is it good it's good i like it but i'm telling you right now the yeah. mango, if you look at my the mango
2: three strawberry coughs like none of the seals are broken because i'm just not there yet yeah. um but you can get a three pack of these and you get stickers and the I, stickers are the stickers are free and you get three cans of canadips. dips and we love Ooh, I,
3: them. I, I usually I'm, I alternate, so it's like I have like mm-hmm. strawberry one day, then they have the mango. I, so I like, kind yeah. of like alternate it. I yeah. have right now. I have, I'm,
2: I, <laughs> I'm digging have, the tangy citrus.
3: I need to get that one next, but I have been the last yeah. few days, the last, think, like two three days. I have been kind of double dipping, like one in the morning, one at night. Oh, sir, yeah, yeah it's, sir my my stash might go out a little bit faster than I thought it was going to be because like I said it's been... But
2: you've got a promo code so you can get 20% have, off when you I order do have to say more. this
3: though for the fact that my two cans plus shipping nineteen ninety eight, mm-hmm. which is absolutely fantastic. It's worth mm-hmm. the two cans. Plus when you open these things the smell alone even the so I'm good. sure I'm even here for the smell that's how nice these yeah. are but no, yeah. I mean well, like here, I, let said,
2: me... I do it every episode. Okay. Order your cana dips. This is your ASMR moment. <laughs> Order your candidates.
3: You'll oh. love it. Oh no, I would I would highly recommend it too. It's it, like I said, it's so good. It mellows you out really nice and the, the flavor's really nice too. Like you don't need a dip cup. It's mm-hmm. just you pop it in hour or two. Just, you know, make sure you swallow, you know, don't swallow the pouch. Just swallow yeah, your swallow saliva. You so, can swallow yeah. your saliva. Swallowing the yeah. saliva is okay. But,
1: it's yeah, not
2: going to no. hurt anything.
3: But I mean, I would definitely recommend these guys. Like the good thing too, this it's just CBD. You don't have to worry about anything else. It's just the CBD part of it. So I, yeah. I, we, I could not highly recommend these guys anymore. Like I got my mom to try these things. I've got buddies from work. I'm telling these things are going to be mm-hmm. really nice to have because i think for me i drive trucks around in the yard all day mm-hmm. so with a cdl these things are lifesaver they're a lifesaver for that and they're and they work out to where it's like you can still drive cdl trucks and mm-hmm. have these because it's just no, it's yeah it's been it's 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 well, the it's the right stuff to have
2: plus the flavors is
3: amazing
2: and you don't get high like no. you're you're not getting a high from this. You're also not getting like super like stoner chill. Like it just it levels you out, which is the thing yeah. that I love about it the most. Like it's that, just.
3: yeah, that's that's kind of what I needed for is more of like a leveling out and helping mm-hmm. with joints and stuff because blow you know blowing out knees, breaking ankles. It's like it's yeah. <laughs> need a little something some to help out with that type of stuff. Oh but for like, sure, is... but even for the mentals too because it's been like I said earlier in the show. My mentals have been so off. Yeah. Since the Hurricanes got eliminated, it's just
2: I, Look, mean, I haven't watched. The, I have watched any of the in Blackhawks world. In Blackhawks world, we You've were eliminated for... a long time ago, so I'm well, already over that part. Well,
3: you I've got the, the Avalanche.
2: The we
1: got number two.
3: Yes. I, I also have a Blackhawks fans. Like I said, I have the I have a tattoo of the Blackhawks on me. So I mm-hmm. mean, they're obviously my my other team. If you asked me a year ago, <laughs> we didn't exist.
2: We, you, you, you you stepped away from them and it was fine, but
3: it was a it was a uh, it was a few it was a few month hiatus because everyone knows, but it's I'm
2: wondering, did you notice that we had a different sponsor name to start the show? Yeah. Uh shocked hydrate is now well you can still purchase at shockedhydrate.com, use woe mm. hockey, get you 20% off. But 10%, they are 10%, it's, it's 10%. 10%. I'm sorry, get your 10% off. Mm. But they have merged with level up snacks. And they're becoming under there. So Shocked Hydrate is officially Level Up Snacks, not just Shocked Hydrate anymore. So I'm assuming there are going to be yummy, delicious goodies coming. Um, uh, yeah. I'm excited about to... that.
3: Because I know they had like they had a little vial or something. I know you had it last time. I yeah, it's... what it was. This
2: wasn't a snack. This is like a, an like energy a... sniffer thing.
3: Right. So I will not of...
2: demonstrate because it is not cute.
3: Um, <laughs> no way you're seeing I can be Amber Heard on the on the stand acting like no, you're sniffling into, your, into no, your Kleenex.
2: No, no, no yeah, um, but
3: I, I am curious to see what kind of snacks are gonna come out with because, like,
2: it's like weird. Snacks.
3: They were, they were like, what sh-
2: it was just shocked energy,
3: shocked hydrate, and now, now it's, it's level
2: just... up snacks. and I like snacks, guys, snacks are my favorite guys. thing.
3: I have guys, like a we, whole we,
2: snack cart back there, you can't see it, but it's like back there behind my desk so kind of see
3: it a little bit but guys no you actually
2: you you can't it's behind this shelf it's like on the other side
3: yeah guys please stick to one name we've had you for not even like four months (laughs) please stick to one you know i'm tired of changing logos (laughs) i am all
2: for growth also this logo is kind of awesome um
3: it is is leveling up so i mean it is leveling
2: up and then of course we can't forget our friends at in the clutch apparel because they do have officially licensed gear for all your sports. They've got some sick vintage hockey stuff. Oh, code very nice. again is woe hockey because we keep it easy for y'all because we love you. And you're going to get a discount
3: 10%. I mean, some of those, some of those are pretty. The Colorado Rockies, yeah. the Cincinnati my Ducks, the Chicago Cougars. I mean, the Cincinnati Sting. Like, there's a lot. The Atlanta Thrashers are even on there. The New England Whale. Yeah. From the old well, WHA the fact, days. The on fact there.
2: that the Atlanta Thrashers are considered vintage. Like <laughs> so my brain doesn't sad. compute that because they became a team when I was a child and now their stuff is considered vintage. And I'm like, but am I vintage? Does that make me vintage?
3: Uh, according to some people, when you hit your thirties, you start becoming vintage. And you're just getting closer. Well, to then the-
2: I'm like vintage. And then some, <laughs> Oh, this is awful. Uh, awful.
3: So self plug. I also do have some merch on, in the clutch too. So
2: and when you go to hockey, you can find all of our belly up merch on there too. We've got several podcasts that have merch, um, on in the clutch, I, and it's on the hockey page. So yeah,
3: I've had I've had a lot of people come out and ask me like, hey, how did you how do you make that work? Just DM them. It's yeah. not that hard. <laughs> Just and DM- I mean, Hawks, that's what I did.
2: <laughs> one day it is coming. There will be a woe hockey shirt on in theclutch.com, but my friend,
3: maybe also on bonfire too, because we also do have a bonfire. yeah
2: no, no. but we're we're running out of time, my sir. So we're
3: at, we're at one twenty six, Beth. What are you talking that's about? Four
2: minutes, and you do you know how long it takes for us to close out this show?
3: Oh, with you know, with our with our uh, Midwest goodbyes, not the Irish goodbyes. Yeah, yeah if it was yeah. an Irish goodbye, I could just be like bye and just yeah, out. See,
2: <laughs> see, we don't do that. We are Midwesterners, so we're like well looks like it's time to <laughs> <laughs> sorry do not irish goodbye me <laughs> hold up get out of here anyway everybody so <laughs> It's just, Uh. I'm sorry I had
3: to do it. It was just so great. It's
2: okay because I returned the favor. So, my friend. Oh,
3: man. If you're watching the YouTube version, people are going to be like, what the heck? (laughs)
2: The audio version (laughs) is going to be even more confusing, okay? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Zachary, where can the people find you on the interwebs? You can
3: find me at One True Zach. That's O N E True Zach. That's not the number, it's spelled out. So, it's not the Oneaters, it's just One True Zach all that good stuff. Beth, where can people find you on the socials? Yes. No, the other Beth on the podcast.
2: Where is she? Get her out of here so
3: sus <laughs> an imposter <Sus, laughs>
2: imposter you can find me on twitter at wonderbeffers it is w-o-n-d-e-r because we like to confuse the people so it's like i wonder what happened to the O'Neaters. <laughs> it's like i wonder who this wonderful human being that's talking to me is hey oh uh, and of course <laughs> you can find our podcast on twitter and instagram at Taco hockey pod you can find us on YouTube where you should be watching this video, where you should be smashing the subscribe button and then clicking what? that little That's bell. Always,
3: yeah. Down here. Down, yeah. guys, down here.
2: that Down over there.
3: Over here. Yeah. Yeah. Subscribe. Subscribe.
2: Hit the bell. Hit the bell. All, All notifications so that you get a little ding-ding. There's, there's,
3: ding. there's also a share button down here. Yeah. Share it to your friends. Also, you there's a people. like button.
2: Like... We we like, we need, we need validation. So like hit that thumbs up too. Um, and if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can actually shoot us an email at letstalkwoahockey at gmail.com. So for if, you me, did,
3: if, you, if you get a sassy email back, that's all Beth. She oh, does all for the sure. email stuff. She does for sure. all the email stuff. So if you said, but, <laughs> but
2: I'm going to sign it as you. So when people get emails back, they're going to be like, I got a sassy email and it said it was from Zach. Ah.
3: if you you listen to this, if you listen to this episode, now you know who actually did and it's not me. So she outed herself.
2: (laughs) I did. It's true. But I am best. That is my dude, Zach. You have enjoyed the last 90 minutes of Let's Talk Will Hockey with our amazing guest, Ian Kennedy.
1: We look forward to talking to you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to this belly up media production some said we'd go belly up so we made it our name and we're still here